Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to This Week in Production. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, on location in San Diego, California. Joining me across the table, Lou Lita, DVC. Great to be here. Our first West Coast. Oh, actually, no, we did one about a year ago in LA. So our second West Coast podcast. Right, right. Before I get to this week's topic, I want to encourage you to send me your comments and feedback. Please email thisweekinproduction at gmail.com or call me on my Google voicemail. I'm not going to answer, but it's it's a voicemail box that you can leave a message. 601-564-TWIP, T-W-I-P, 601-564-8947. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you, comments, suggestions, good, bad, or whatever. You want to yell at me? You want to tell me I suck? Please, I welcome it. Okay, let's get back to this week's topic. This is near the end of 2020 for us. We're uh, we're sequestered on a job of all things, and and that's not really the topic of this week's podcast. But maybe some point after the innocent and protected, we could go into some details about the the job. But we're here and we're basically on ice in between jobs. And I've had some time to just reflect on the year. It's winding down. This is the last job for me of the year, as far as I know. And I'm just sort of, you know, getting my thoughts together and thinking about next year. And I said, you know what? This week, let's talk about COVID and what we have taken away from it, what we have learned, what what are the highlights, if there were any, or the lowlights just sort of where things are and where you think they're going. Well, first I would say we're still standing. We are still standing. So we're still working. Um, Maybe not as much as we had hoped for or had expected, but we're still doing okay. That's a hard thing to, to balance. I know many people are not working. There was a stretch where I was not working. I was collecting unemployment. Um, you know, I took a COVID loan this year, an mm-hmm. economic uh, disaster loan, which I did use to buy some equipment that let me do some work in the live streaming arena that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. But yes, I, I agree with you that we're here, we're still standing. And I think that's sort of the mantra is just hang on. Right. Hang on until... For dear life. For, <laughs> until when, we don't know. But I, I do think there's there's hope on the the horizon. Maybe I think six months out. I, I think so. I mean, obviously, the, the vaccine is coming out. There seems to be some positivity about that. Again, it's hard to make any predictions. It's, it's kind of just see what happens and ride the wave one way or the other. Just stay positive and keep moving in a forward direction. In terms of, you know, your your work, your personal life, like what was the 
the biggest downside to this year with the COVID? I guess just the constant unknown, just not knowing from one minute to the next, you know, things are open, things are closed, you know, we're going to be shut down, you know, the economy is going to tank. And it has, I mean, there's no question, you know, we were very slow. I mean, I know I can say, you know, April, May, June, very slow. I went on unemployment. Um, and then things sort of turned around, you know, I, Tried to stay positive, tried to stay upbeat. Some new clients showed up. I mean, you and I ended up doing some jobs together that maybe we didn't think we would do, but it turns out we did. So, um, you know, there's lots of little things. I, I mean, you know, as they say, one door closes, another opens. Um, but I think it gave us a lot of time to reflect, to work on ourselves physically or mentally, um, and, you know, maybe do some things we didn't have time. You know, all those projects that you're like, Oh, I'll get to that someday. Yeah. Now, did you do any of those? Um, I put together some some of my work that I had wanted to do for a while. Um, you know, some of my demo stuff I've neglected. You know, luckily I haven't. It hasn't really affected me, but you know, it gave me a chance to put some stuff together to organize to, you know, get some get rid of some things in my in my place, and you know, um, just kind of think about where I want the future to go and, and work wise and and be prepared for that. So, you know, I. I'm not going to say there hasn't been stressful moments. It's just, you know, we're all, it's, it's the fear of the unknown. We don't know what we're in for, but we're all in the same boat. I, I can't say that I did a lot of personal growth or oh, really. Did, did you hone your cooking skills? I mean, perhaps, yes, I probably right? did more. I mean, you've probably done more of that than. I, I definitely have done more of that. I don't, but I don't look at that as like a improving myself as a human being well too you've much. eaten well i, I, I mean that's kind of well. an important thing yeah no no it is but i i do i look at the year i think my my outlook on 2020 is is more negative than anything else i mean i a lot of the work that we do together is tied around a big crew of regulars I miss seeing, for the most oh, part, no that crew. There's a there's a camaraderie. There's a, a family sense of you know friendship that I miss, um, and the economic impact for me has been you know pretty significant. I'd say, you know, more than fifty percent loss of income this year. Mm. But hadn't hasn't your um streaming business or virtual production work increased and and you've made inroads in that it, it has and and you know that's the frustrating thing and, I, and again i don't want to sound like a uh i'm looking a gift horse in the mouth and i'm fortunate for the work and i'm fortunate for what i have but the, the problem with a lot of the new virtual work or whatever you want to call it remote work mm. you know is an hourly it's like an hourly mm. fee and, and it's probably not the most exciting or inspiring work. I, I've made a career out of not exciting. Like <laughs> I've made a career out of mundane, boring, some people say revolting video. I mean, that's just how it is in the world of corporate. You got to spice things up a little bit. I, I don't need, I'll spice it up on the grill. I don't need to spice <laughs> it up. I'm okay with that type of work, but... You know, when it all changed to virtual, you know, budgets got cut and people just need pieces of things and it's all different now. So I, I am I'm busy in a sense as I was before, but the income per hour is not as great. You know, the mm. jobs that we would do together where 
you know, you have a much, much bigger uh, margin. You have much more days on the job. Mm. Those are not there anymore. Right. So it's, it's different from that standpoint. And I have learned to develop some new skills. I haven't really marketed as much as I should be doing to new clients. And I think that would be something I might work on for 2021. Because I do think it's going to be six more months. Of- yeah, I, I, it's, that's realistic. I mean, of course, we said that six months ago. But um, but I, again, I think the second half of this year has been better than I had expected. I mean, from early August to now, it, it's been... It's been steady. It hasn't been crushing and hasn't been, you know, uh, sporadic. But it's I, been I would steady. agree with you. I would agree that it's been busy and it's been, for me, it's been, you know, enough to put the food on the table mm-hmm. for me, pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Critically important, but but as overall for the year, it's it's down. Oh, there's no question it's down. And, you know, for me, what's interesting is as I'm wrapping up this year and where this started for me, this covid you know, I was in Alaska. I was mm, with our friend right. Tom just and I was got with out our friend Christian. And we were in Alaska and we were worried about getting out before all the airports closed down. And now that job, the Iditarod, is coming back around. We're mm. in conversations about how we're going to handle the Iditarod 2021, which unfortunately happens to be their 50th anniversary. Oh. So it's... It's interesting, and and there's discussion about how it's going to be done, if it's going to be in person, if it's going to be remote. Some people have to have boots on the ground. I don't know if I need to have boots on the ground. I mean, of all the things that we've worked on, we, we have traveled. We have. In the last, what, three months, we've been to Atlanta and Vegas and, and um, you know Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, and now California. This is the part of the whole COVID thing that is disturbing and frustrating and leaves you with a fair amount of uncertainty. You know, we've not been sick, and I'm going to knock on wood, and that's not for Micah. We're (laughs) knocking on wood. That, you know, that's been great that we've been able to do the work. And then around us seems to be the news frenzy of chaos exactly i mean it's and it's very confusing again depending on the media outlet you listen to or it's hard not to hear all kinds of opinions on this i mean there's no question there's a pandemic people are getting sick people are dying but again knock on wood i mean we seem to be you know more at risk because we're traveling we've been on planes we've been in hotels we're on you know location Wearing masks, being as careful as we can, but we're not locked in somewhere, you know, hunkered under our pillows and, you know, uh, staying, you know, completely sequestered. That's true. And, you know, there's, you know, there's risk and reward. And, and you know, the risk is, okay, you're going to get sick. The reward is that you're going to have, you know, money at the end of the month to pay your rent. Right. So it's not, really, it's not really an option. I mean, I don't look at it like it's an option. I need to work. And if my client has work that needs to be done, you know, I would be a fool not to do it. And I don't feel like I'm in danger, but I do feel like there's a stress about it. And I think for me, the biggest stress is how do I come home mm. 
and then recirculate with right. my family because right. my family has, you know, they all live in, we all live in one house. Mm. All my kids are home and my wife is home in the same house. And I tried to, you know, encourage her to leave, but <laughs> she doesn't seem to be taking it. And how do you integrate that in? And and part of that is is the frustration for me is testing. Mm, testing right. is a huge problem right now. In I'm in the in New York area. I've tried to go for rapid testing. There's lines, two three hours of lines, and then mm. you get turned away. Mm. And I don't I don't have a lot of time to try and get a test not get a test come back the next day try to get a test although like, we have been doing these these uh, overnight uh self-administered tests again how effective are they i, I don't know well but. that's that's been a nice little um silver lining to testing is these at-home kits by i think the ones we've been getting are lab corp mm -hmm. and you take it at home you you fedex it in on a weekday and then you get the results um you know, three to four days. They right. say. I've had as quick as two days. I've had as long as mm -hmm. four days. I was in San Francisco in July on a on a, another corporate job, and I wanted to test before and after I went. And I went to CVS, and I couldn't get results for two weeks, even though they said it was going to be two or three days. Mm. It wasn't. And there's a frustration with that. And when you're trying to work, when clients want to know, okay, have you been – sequestered are you clean are you ready to go do you have a negative test sometimes you can't say yes positively you kind of say yes and it's one of those things sometimes it's a don't ask don't tell and it's the job sometimes becomes more important and you just everyone just sort of forgets about it i know that's happened a couple times um it's it's one of those shh you know we'll just pretend you know, everything's good. There is some truth to that. And it is just the reality of working in this environment. And like I said, no one is, you know, paying us to stay home. And that's the difference, I guess, in America versus some other European. Right. It, that's exactly right. I mean, mortgages still have to be paid. They Utility do. is last time I checked, no one's offered to waive those fees. I don't look down at anyone who's trying to earn a living. I, no. I want people to be safe. I want people to be properly masked, socially distant, not taking chances. But I don't begrudge someone How for can trying you? They're, to they're work. trying to take care of their family, put food on the table. I mean, no one's, no one's going to pay them. It's true. Now, in all of our travels, and we've been in many, many cities. Yes, we have. And, you know, we've stayed in hotels, we've stayed in Airbnbs, we've done a combination of different things trying to be safe. But we've seen people who are not concerned at all about nope. safety. How do you feel about traveling and being out on the road when you're only as good as your six-foot circle? Exactly. And, you know, just recently we were you know, somewhere where we saw a number of people like total disregard for this whole situation. So are we all in this or are we not all in this? And unless you're going to be totally locked down, never leave, never go anywhere, like, is it just a leap of faith that you're doing your part and you're healthy enough to get through this, even if you did get it? It just seems likely that We've put ourselves in position, right or wrong, that we probably should have gotten it by now. But 
I don't hope, I obviously hope we don't do, but um, it just seems like we've, we're at higher risk than most people in terms of, of getting it, I guess. Well, I think we're at a higher risk of potential exposure, but I, you know, it's hard to put the any it's hard to put rational thought to it like who gets it and who doesn't i personally i've only known one person who's had right it. i mean we've talked about this just yesterday I've, I've started asking my daughter it's like how many people in your world in your circle have gotten it and it, you know it's been less than a couple is there any opportunities this year that you didn't take because of the COVID? Yes, there was uh, early on when my youngest daughter, who had just come back from Spain, um, I, I just, again, much like your situation, I didn't feel comfortable doing a few jobs and then coming back home and exposing her. So, yeah, there was a few things, I think, back in March, early April, that I, I just said, I, I can't do it. Um, and But then other jobs came up that I didn't have to go somewhere. You know, that's also been a plus, that I've gotten work that hasn't required shooting, which is the majority of what I do. Um, but, you know, a lot of jobs I can, I was able to edit or produce uh, using stock footage or animation or graphics. So that sort of offset, you know, all things considered, I, I've done okay. Of course, my income's way down, but so are my expenses. I know my outlook on purchasing has changed this year, mainly because the income hasn't come in. Sure. I mean, normally, when, you're, when you're rolling in cash. Normally, it's you know, if there's something that I need for production or maybe I just want, maybe not even need, right? I just buy and my brain has just been that well, this is going to be useful because I'm going to mm. use it to learn or this and that. Sure. That has now changed. I really haven't bought much of, of any gear this year except for this fairly large live streaming investment. And I think the challenge is now, because we know there's about a six month clock mm -hmm. on live streaming for everybody everybody and their brother is trying to live stream right now but it may change a bit in six months time and the challenge for me now is to leverage that equipment and those skills mm. to other to other venues before the clock runs out right well no one's in better position than you are to do that right but i have to do it now right so what's your excuse it's if the, you don't? The burden is on me. The onus <laughs> is on me. And I take full responsibility for that. But it's it's you know, it's something that I have to to do to I've never had to market outside of my client base. I, I rarely have. If I did, it was many, many, many years right. ago. I mean, we're always out there, we're always seeing, you know, potential opportunity, but there's have to, need to, want to, right? And then if you're busy, then that kind of stuff goes away, especially if you're a small business. So any change in your business strategy going forward to 21? Well, I'm trying to get through these jobs right now, get through the holidays, and then take a hard look at what I want you know, 2021 to look like. Um, I haven't given a whole lot of thought. I've just sort of have felt confident in the fact that post you know july i've been busy and it's been a good variety of of existing clients new clients um some work that you and i have done um but i haven't given it deep thought i just i've been trying to live in the moment and you know not fret too much just kind of keep on keeping on doing day by day but i i think i will 
you know, it's it's the proverbial start of a new year. Let's make some resolutions. Let's take stock in where we are and where we're going, and and maybe you know, kind of formulate a game plan at that point. I have a lot of eggs in a single or couple of baskets, and I do feel like I need to try and diversify mm-hmm. the the clientele that I have. Well, I, I do. I'm very diversified. One thing that I've done this year, and I'm going to continue into the first part of next year, I've tried to take advantage of the downtime to take time to do things for my own enjoyment because I'm usually so busy that I just work and I don't really have any outside of work fun. Other than than grilling. Other than grilling. And that's a solo activity. But and and I have fun at work, which is unique for me. Yeah. I mean that's one of the beautiful things of what we do. It is. It is. And I, I have fun at work. But when you're talking about doing things for yourself, I'm not very good at that. But this year I have taken some I've taken advantage of the downtime to not just fret about COVID, but to do some things that are fun, you know, with my Jeeps and Jeep trips. Mm -hmm. And I plan to continue that. I am betting the farm that the first four months of next year are going to be dead. So you're going to fill it up with me time. I've taken a couple of trips and put them on the calendar for the early part of the year. I, I, my, Gut tells me that from June to December, it's going to be very busy because people are going to have a outpouring of work, pent-up work for in-person activities. So you think we should look at January through April as an opportunity to just let it rip? I, I do. I do. I mean, I'll have some things. I'll have the Iditarod in the beginning part of the year. We normally go to NAB. That's not going to happen no. in April. So I'm looking at like late March, April, May, maybe even early June as time to do some things for mental health. As we are on this cusp of the vaccine, do you feel the vaccine is something you're going to get immediately? Not at all? Or you're still on the fence? I am leaning towards, I'm definitely not going to get it immediately. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I've never had a flu shot. I'm trying to think the last vaccine I had, maybe tetanus or. Would it give you any peace of mind knowing that, you know, you were potentially protected or would you, would it just. I just, it's just like anything that's new. I don't want to, I'm not an early adopter. Right. And I just, I'm, while you said you're not a conspiracy theorist, I, I tend to lean towards that a little bit. I just I have a hard time trusting and believing in a lot of things. Um, what if what if the job that you were potentially being considered for said mandatory you must be vaccinated? Well, I've heard that some airlines are going to require it, much like a lot of schools or camps. You know, I know when I sent my kids to camp, they had to prove they had vaccines. Right. So what is that? I, I that I'm going to have to take a long hard look at that. You know, that's a, it's a difficult decision, but. You know, I don't. I know I'm not going to be first in line. I can tell you that. Um, now we're fortunate in some regards that we're considered essential workers, being that we're in the media. So if you were offered the vaccine in the end of December, would you take it? No. No. If you had a job January one, would you take it? 
These are ethical questions. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, um, I, I'm not ready to say I would get the the uh, the vaccine. I just. I have a hard time with something that's, you know, unproven or being forced on us. But we're not going to be able to go forward if the majority of the population doesn't get it. So it's it's a tricky situation. It is. It is. And I've I've I also fall into the camp of never having a flu vaccine. No, I mean my own doctor told me I didn't need it. He's like, oh, you're fine. You know, don't. It's like you're in good health and. But we're get, we're getting to that age. I know. Though, I've I've always been, you know. Oh, I'm young. I'm good. But you know, I am 56. It's not like I'm 40. Um, but I'm still going. So until I'm told otherwise, I'm going to operate. You know, as as if all is fine, and try to do all the right things. Maybe take some more supplements. Drink, um, you know, some special blends of coffee or. Uh, more water or vitamins, whatever the case may be. I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Oh. My secret to oh, oh, here we go. Fighting COVID. EF Hutton's on the phone right now. <laughs> Agave nectar. Agave. Mm. Mostly harvested by the Don Julio family. But didn't you say there's a shortage of agave? Was there, there, there may rumblings? be. There may be a stockpile that I'm hoarding. That have you ever considered agave farming? I, I have actually. I could see you in a sombrero and a poncho I, on a on a on a burrow in your I, fields toiling. I, I would love to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I see. I see a meme coming up here. Mm. <laughs> All right. Was there any positives that came out of this year, COVID or not, for you? I'll give you a for instance. All right. Give me a for instance, and then you can ponder that. Okay. So I've had two things that have happened this year due to COVID that have had a positive impact on my life. One okay. is that my bank branch was not open for in-person banking for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so they loosened the restrictions on remote deposits. And so now that I can remote deposit checks, I never have to go to the bank again unless I need to get into my safety deposit box. You're going to have to give me your secret on that because I keep getting an error with my bank. It just will not allow me to do that. So I have to... Uh, you know, again, not complaining about having checks to deposit, but it seems so archaic to me that I have to actually physically go put a piece of paper in a machine. Understood. So that's been a positive output, a uh, positive outcome from the, the COVID stuff. The other positive for me is that my barber, who I go to every two weeks, my barber has an espresso machine that I've provided oh. for him. So I like to go. And in the old days, like, you know, you'd go in, you'd see all the people from town, regulars, you catch up on whatever local doings. Mm -hmm. But there'd sometimes be a two, three hour wait for a haircut. Now you have to make an appointment. No one in the barbershop except the person getting their haircut. And so now you don't have to just go and wait for X undetermined amount of time. You can just go for your appointment and get your haircut and you get in and out. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, been a positive, um, you know, time saver. I, well, I, and I guess, you know, taking a, a negative and turning it into a positive, there's less traffic. I live in a major city, Boston, and it's much easier to get around. Of course, it's because people are working from home. Um, I don't wish people to be out of work or, you know, struggling, but it, it, it is kind of nice to be able to, you know, not be stuck in traffic for two hours for a 40-minute trip. Um, so that's a, that's a little perk, but you know, I also think I've, uh, 
spent a little more time with myself and learned a little bit more about cooking. I've enjoyed just some quiet time and some relaxing time that usually I, in normal years, I haven't had. So it's been, you know, it's been kind of nice in that regard. I am not good with idle time myself. No, I'm usually not, but I've, I've learned to well, that's good. savor, you know, idle time and me time. And like, there's nothing wrong with this. No, Tomorrow the sun's going to rise and I'm going to get up and I'm going to have the opportunity to do something again, you know, and I've spent a lot of time walking. I've actually learned to walk and enjoy walking, not learn to walk, but enjoy Oh, taking a nice walk. Just put one foot in front of the other. It, it took me so long to figure that out. I guess I wasn't very bright, but um, <laughs> it just, it's just been, you know, it's been a weird, uh, you know, transition to this, but it's like everything else in life. You take what's thrown at you and you kind of adapt to it. And, I think know. there's a lemonade analogy somewhere in there. Now, just look into your, oh, you know, boy. crystal ball oh, for a moment. That crystal ball. The, the famous... <laughs> retro media crystal ball that you have <laughs> yes um there's been i think some lasting impacts from covid on our industry whether it be trade shows or budgets you know i think there's been some good and maybe more bad things that have been proven out of the covid i mean what is your take on impacts from covid that we're going to continue well beyond the next six months i think a lot of people are just never going to go back to offices yeah i mean an example right now i i was looking to send out some year-end client gifts and typically i would send them to an office where the office would share them and now all of a sudden it's like where do i send them you know to one person's house you know, or do I send multiple gifts, you know, where there's five or six people I normally work with. Um, and I've talked to a lot of my friends in this business, you know, that may work at TV stations or cable or production businesses. They're working from home, which I've always been a proponent of because I do it myself. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. Um, I don't think I think all of a sudden the perception of you not having an office somewhere is not going to be that big of a deal anymore. It's like. I've always told people the, the world is my office. The world's my studio. I don't need to have any specific place, much like yourself. I mean, yes, you need a home base to keep your equipment and your editing systems, but I, I think we all work on location. So I, I think a lot of corporations are going to start to realize maybe people are happier, they're more efficient, and there'll be more Zoom meetings, which I'm not a big fan of. I still think there's something to be said for personal you know, connectivity in being in the same room, but that may not happen for a while and it may not be necessary for the majority of meetings. I think that, that I mean, what you said is entirely true and that's definitely gonna be an impact for corporations mm. who spend a lot of money on leasing buildings and, and right. things like that. I mean, the cost of that, the utilities, the rent, the insurance, the, the upkeep, the maintenance, yeah. the cleaning. Nothing, nothing new for us. I mean, I've worked for home for a long, long time. Mm, same. I think that you do now have a new appreciation for strong internet quality. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's well worth having the highest speed. I, that's one thing that I think a lot of people were maybe taken back by how weak the service that they had was. Mm -hmm. I think for production work, unfortunately, 
many people have realized that you can, you know, basically with an iPhone do a lot of things yes. that they would normally pay us a lot of money to do. Right. And I don't think that's going to come back across the board. I think nope. there's going to be many jobs where maybe last year or two years ago, they would have said, okay, here's, you know, $20,000. You bring a crew in and shoot it. Now it's going to be, hey, my cubicle mate is going to shoot it on their iPhone and mm -hmm. we're going to edit it on the computer and deliver it. And that work now is not going to be, you know, sent outside right. to companies like us. But I, where I see that, like I've always said, like when you see a bad production, like, oh, it's so bad. But it's all how you want to look at it. It's like when someone sees a poorly produced video, it makes a high quality video stand out that much more. So when, pe when people start to see, well, you know, we can work at this level and it's fine for social media or, you know, for just a basic message. But, you know, I, I, it's in our blood to be professional. I mean, I don't like someone's uh, people have asked me, oh, we don't it doesn't need to be that good. What does that mean? define not that good. I mean, I think we both give it our all, you know, we probably give a little more than what we're charging for uh, because I'd rather be known as somebody that, you know, does quality work than someone that's like, yeah, he's good. He's good enough, but he's not the guy you're going to go to for something really good. And I don't want that reputation. Um, but you know, what I've, if, but what if the pool of good jobs has now been reduced by 50%? Well, Again, it goes back to adapting. And, you know, sometimes if you're, you know, if your costs are less, then you can work for less. So maybe you got to tighten up your leather belt and be a little well, sharper I, I, with your pencil and a little I, more creative. I, I, see it as, I see it as a potential negative that there will be less jobs, more competition. Oh, no question. And, and people will do things that they wouldn't have normally done. That you don't necessarily want to do well especially if you've got you know, a ton of equipment that you've purchased in the last couple of years and you have to pay that off and you were used to getting a certain amount per job or per day all of a sudden maybe you're doing it for half the cost so now you've got you know different levels of production merging into your world and you into their world and people I, are all trying to figure it out i've been pretty fortunate that my clients have not tried to put the COVID squeeze on me, mm. but they have said you need to do with less people. So mm. that does reduce costs. But I have had some jobs where it's basically just like, hey, we can only spend this. And if you want to do it, that's so the you have price. to you have to reverse engineer it. It's like or uh, or you have to say no. Right, but only you know the answer. Oh, to that. Right, right. You know how busy are you? You know, is right. cash flow hurting? Do you need the money? Do you need right. the job? Again, I'd rather be relevant and be in the pool and in circulation. And you know, some jobs just not going to be that profitable. Again, you risk maybe being pigeonholed if you start doing too many of these jobs. But Lou, we've talked for quite a while. We have. Did we go over a lot of time? I know I'm out of tequila. So. I know I'm almost out of tequila. I don't know if we said anything. Do we ever know? No. No, not really we don't. Sure. But I will say thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers on to, with an empty glass. To an empty glass of Don Julio. <laughs> it will soon be refilled. There has been a shortage of agave. And, and if you're wondering if you should get into the tequila game, don't. It's, it's uh, you know, very cutthroat. Don't even put that word out there. Don't yes. you make a sound. Yes. Shh, 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 shh. 
I'll be doing episodes through the end of the year. I'm, I'm available at all times. You know, I'm a loyal podcaster. You are. Ready to talk at a moment's notice. Very they don't good. call me loquacious Lou for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> good night. Good night. This week in Farewell. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.